What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Gift of Emmanuel podcast. And today, I just want to start the episode off with a big question. It's a simple question, but, you know, it's a big question. The question is, who are you? Like, yeah, like, like, what defines you? You know, a lot of times we can let people define us. We can let the world define us. But we weren't made by the world. We weren't made for the world, for the culture. We were made by God, for God, through God. We were made, you know, for his purposes. And until we come to understand that, then we'll we'll be joyless. Because <clears throat> I know in my lifetime, I'm only 22, but in my lifetime, I let what people think define me. So whatever someone said about me, you know, I held it and I grasped onto it. And it might be the same for you. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all like a little about what I found out about myself. So as a kid, everybody told me I was special. You know, I'm gifted. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the third, you know. So what that does to someone who hears that all the time, when they fail, they, they like their whole world come crashing down because they were told that they were special. They were told that they were supposed to be this good, that good. So when they don't live up to those expectations, you know, you feel like everything that they taught you was a lie. And as Christians, we do that all the time. We bring our human relationships, the problems with our human relationships to God. So we look at God the same way. That's why we struggle, some of us struggle with sin, because we look at ourselves and say, okay, I failed in this way. Uh, you know, I didn't do the right thing that the Bible said do. So I'm not a child of light. I'm not a son of God. I'm not this. I'm not the third. I'm not this, that, the third. And I got caught up in that so much. It, it gave me so much anxiety, so much fear. That And that's, that's where fear comes from. Not knowing who. Not knowing God's love. I heard, I heard it said that way. Fear is not knowing how much God loves you, especially fear of judgment. And uh, first, first John talks about that, I believe. Fear also comes from, like, the be- believing a lie. And, you know, the Bible says that the devil is the father of all lies. So, you know, that's the way the enemy, they get us. They get us believing a lie for our whole lives. And we live in that lie, and we accept it as truth. And then when something contrary comes up to that belief, it just shakes us up because we're like, hold up. Like, like I've been living a lie this whole time. And it's hard for us to break free from that lie. It's hard for us to break free from that lie. You know, as a child, they tell you, you you're, you're a boy. You're not supposed to be crying. You're not supposed to be worrying. So now when you grow up, you, you don't even feel right, you know, expressing your feelings. You don't know how to express your feelings right because you never got to do it. You thought it was wrong, but that's a lie. That has to tie in with your identity. You know, God gave you those emotions. You can use them because if you never use them, you'll never, you'll like, you'll be numb. And I, I can't even lie. That was me for a long time in my life. Everybody would tell me like, yeah, you so nonchalant. You so laid back. You chill. But the whole time, I would care about a lot of stuff. I would care. I would care. But I would not say anything because I didn't really know how to express my feelings. And then when I finally understood how to express my feelings, I wouldn't stop. I would do it in the wrong way. And, you know, for a, long, for a minute now, God been working, uh, he's been working in me balance. Like, he's been telling me that it's a balance in everything. Like, 
you can't you can't be too far on one side like um for example his grace his his grace is a gift that we cannot earn when we mess up his grace is more than sufficient we should run to him and accept his grace but we should not abuse his grace it's a balance he said he said narrow is the way to eternal life narrow is the way when you're walking on a narrow path a uh, uh, a tightrope for example it's narrow so you need balance there's balance in everything but back to what i'm saying about identity when we meet the truth that contradicts the lie that we believed our whole life it just does something it shakes it shakes you up so like i'm gonna give you an example okay when i when i used to um when i first came to christ and i was trying to break this addiction and i'm trying all the time and whenever i would um whenever i would fail i would just you know get depressed and i would get uh i would be condemned i would be like yo i'm going to hell i'm a christian i got the holy spirit and i'm still failing i'm still messing up until uh i think it was yeah i, I was reading romans 18 and verse 15 through like 20 something it talks about how i am a son of god how the uh how god's spirit testifies with my spirit that i am a son of god and i got so hyped i got so happy because i believed it and there's a difference between seeing the word and knowing it than believing it and and like accepting it and walking in it and it's the same like every i'm talking about every single part of the bible you have to believe it. You have to believe it enough to live it. You have to believe it enough to live it. Because for a long time, there's been parts of the Bible that I've read and I've understood, but I didn't have full faith in it. When I messed up and I kept coming back to Christ, when I kept coming back praying, when I kept worshiping God, bro, I felt like I was cheating. That's what the enemy was feeding me. That's the lie they was feeding me. I felt like, you know, I wasn't supposed to get these second chances. But when we think like that, it's like, you got to look at it and say, so what was the point of Jesus dying if I don't get all these chances, you know? If he not, because he said he paid the price for all of my sins. He said paid in full. He said it is finished. So when you understand that, it, it, it fires you up even more to not want to sin against him. When you when, like, when you read his word and, and the Holy Spirit is teaching you truth, it makes you know even more that this is truth. You don't have to feel bad about walking in my grace. I, I used to feel bad about walking in his grace. And I don't want you to do that because that takes away from his word. When we when we when we believe a lot that um, you know, God don't forgive me or you know, God don't love me, we're calling God a liar. And his word clearly says that he cannot lie. You know, he can't. It's impossible. That's one of the things that's impossible for him to do. Lie. So, when you begin to understand how true the Bible is, you'll, you'll understand how true the thing, like, how true the things are that God said about you. And I'm about to, I'm about to read a couple of the things that God says about you. Okay, I'm reading from Isaiah 43 now. When you go through, hold on, hold on. Matter of fact, I'm going to start with verse 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. 
O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Saba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. When, when you understand that the reason you got out of that last situation was because he loves you, it gives you an inclination to want to get more, like to experience more of that love. When you, when you experience the fullness of God's love, all that fear of, of judgment goes away. The judgment of being who you really are. The judgment of God, you know, about to just send hellfire on you because you messed up. It goes away because you understand that his love is great. His, his grace and his mercy endures from everlasting to everlasting. It endures from generation to generation. You are a part of a generation, so you are a part of his mercy and his love and his grace. He said that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that he knitted you in your in your mother's womb. And I know we're talking about identity, but we got to talk about who God is for you to understand who you are. He loved you so much and he's so intentional that he placed you in a place where you could blossom and you could you know fully be who you are called to be, as long as you're following him, you will find that with ease. But you have to give him time to show you. You have to give him time to strip off of, off the lies that you know were placed on you. The names that that um that people gave you, that the world gave you, that are not your names. He has to take those things off. You know, he he has to take those things off. They may have called you the worst names in the book. They must. They may have called you worthless, dirty, ugly. They they may have called you all the names in the book, but they cannot define you. Once you get out of the scope of people defining you, it's easier for you to live because what they say don't matter. But what God says is eternal. It says that His word endures forever, and His word says that you are a king. So it just you really got to get to a point where you believe God's word. You really have to get to a point. And, and the only way you can believe his word is for you to continue to read it. Because it's spiritual food. And the less you read it, you know, the less you hunger for it, it's spiritual food. So <clears throat> when you read it, you start to experience it in everyday life in the small ways and in the big ways. And God starts to speak to you. He starts to speak to you. Like, it's it's really crazy because when I first started seeking God, you know, it was like I, I had a routine, you know. Uh, I'm in college, so I'm coming home from practice. I'm reading. I'm going to sleep. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to go to 6 a.m. practice. And I'm reading a little verse in my, in, my, uh, in my Bible app. I go to practice, go to class, come home. Oh, no, go go to practice, come home. Read again, pray again, and then it just started like it, everything just started 
God started to speak to me through everything. He ta- He started to show me like stuff about myself through everything. When I would watch my nieces and nephews, he would show me like he would show me like um, one time I uh, I uh, I was telling my little sister that she shouldn't be doing this, uh, doing something. I was telling her she shouldn't be doing something. And then I went in my room and I felt bad because I, I may have yelled at her or something. And I was like, I was like, well, I had to say something. And God spoke to me. He was like, that's the same thing with me. I can't just let you walk and do what you want to do because I'm a good father. I have to say something. I have to lead you to me because I love you. I'm everywhere right now, but all right, let's just read from Romans chapter 8. I'm at verse 15. For you you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. The, the enemy doesn't want you to have that type of confidence that that you go around like, I'm a joint heir with Christ. You know, it's not by our own works. It's not. Like, it's because of his grace. It's because Jesus came down from heaven to come down to die for us. He came down in a fleshy body to feel what we feel every day. The heartache, the pain, the, the, the temptation. He came down to feel all of that. He came down to feel that. It was like my trainer used to tell me. He used to tell me I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't tell y'all to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. And it's crazy because Jesus came down and he was obedient to God the Father unto death. And sometimes, you know, I beat myself up because it's like God ain't even calling me to to be obedient to death in this one situation that I'm struggling with, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, I'm complaining and I'm and I'm worrying and I'm doubting. But Jesus came down and he was obedient unto death. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, it says, And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ, so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. When we know who we are, we won't shrink back because <clears throat> we know who saved us. We know that it was nothing that we did. We know that we are children of God, joint heirs with Christ. But the enemy wants to disrupt that. He wants to, 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 <clears throat> to, help me, Holy Spirit. He wants us to see ourselves as less than. And, you know, being, being humble, that, that's really pride because being humble is having an accurate, uh, self-view, having an accurate view of yourself. You know, you are not God, but you are a son of God. But if you see yourself as not worthy of being called a son, you know, if you see yourself as that, then the enemy has you in a sense of pride because, yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you're not, you're imperfect. But look at look at every character in the Bible. Look at every single person in the Bible. They had some type of flaw. They had some type of point where they messed up, but they got back up again. Well, most of them. Some of them, some of them didn't. <laughs> if we've been honest, some of them didn't get back up again. But that's the thing. You have a chance to to get back up again from your failures and to, 
you know, to, to continually take a step each day to grow in confidence. I had to pray that prayer. I'm like, God, help me to be confident in you. Help me to be confident in who you made me to be. Show me the authority and the power and the dominion that you have set before me to have. And like, <clears throat> when you when you start to see it, when, when it starts to break forth, you just like, you get overwhelmed because you're like, wow, like, the way I have been living, the way I've been shrinking back in fear, the way the enemy had me bound is insane. And I know I'm reading a lot of scripture right now, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is talking about how he had a thorn in his flesh and he prayed to God three different times to take it away. And every single time he asked, Jesus answered in the same way, my grace is is more than sufficient enough. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness is what Jesus said to him. So every time you feel weak, you know that it's Jesus' strength in you that can help you to overcome that situation. He said that his word, which endures forever, says that you are more than an overcomer. Like, imagine overcoming every single situation that comes at you. Imagine it. Like, everything that comes your way, you just like, oh, I'm going to get over that. It may take a little while. It may it may be a short time, but I'm going to get over that. But he said you're even more than that. You're more than an overcomer. No situation that comes at you can defeat you. You know, and, like, this, this right here is so important because... <clears throat> When we submit ourselves to anybody, you know, when we submit ourselves under someone, we're showing that, how I want to put this, we're showing that we're weaker than them. And, and it's not always weak in a, a like a, a, a physical strength way, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like, we're showing that they have the higher place over us. Not that, not that any of us are. Not e not that all of us aren't equal, but you know what I'm saying. So when we submit ourselves, we we seem weak, I guess, to the world. But Jesus is saying that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So when we submit, when we lay down our our will, when we lay down our wants, our desires, our flesh, when we when we do those things, his his strength is showing up. Like what can stop us? That is why we are more than overcomers. That is why we are co-heirs with Christ. Because we lay down ourselves and we just let Jesus, we just let Jesus. Oh. We let Jesus transform us to look more like him. That's the whole goal. Every day we want to take steps to, to look more and more like Jesus. But the world always tries to um, tries to show you the opposite. Tries to tell you that that's 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 weak. You know, turning the other cheek that's weak. You shouldn't do it. You should fight. You know, when somebody uh, they talking about you behind your back, you shouldn't. You shouldn't just let them do that. You should you should cuss them out. You know, like I I I had that mindset for a long time. Like I'm not I'm not giving nobody an inch because. Because people talked about me my whole life, you know, just having this chip on my shoulder. But 
But God forgave me, so why can't I forgive anybody else? And when we start to put on those characteristics, we start to look more like Jesus. And the world starts to bother us less. And the things that they show us is cool start to be less cool. You know, people, people, like, we, we want to be like Christ, but we want to be like the world at the same time. And I'm putting, I'm raising my hand right now because that's been me before. That's been me at times. Sometimes I still find myself fighting this thing off where, um, you know, I'm, I'm not compromising who I am so others can see me as cool. And it's crazy because when when you're called by God, when you have an identity in Christ, no one can take that away from you. You can't even separate yourself from it because, you know, all my life my father has told me, you're a leader, you know, you're going you gonna to do this when you grow up. You're going to lead people, blah, 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 all that. <clears throat> but people that didn't even know me was going to be like, like, people that didn't know me was calling me, like, church boy and, <laughs> and saying, like, calling me, like, preacher man and this, that, and the third. They didn't even know me. But that that is who I am. Like, God has called me to teach people who he is, to show people, to preach the gospel. Like, no matter at what capacity it is, he has cultivated me all throughout my life. He used basketball to do it, to, 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 to make me more confident in correcting people, to make me more confident in, you know, practicing what I preach. But I can never detach myself away from that calling. I can never take it off. Because that's who I really am. That's who I truly am. That's who I really am. Not what the world says I am. That's who I really am. And I know I'm everywhere with this, but you aren't your past. You aren't, you know, what they said about you. You aren't what your mother said about you. You aren't what your brother said about you. You you aren't what they say. You are a son of God, a daughter of God, if you are led by the Spirit, if you are submitted under him. That's what you are. If you have the Holy Spirit, you are a son of God. Like, and, and like, I'm really, I'm really trying to tune in on the, the, the making a mistake part because that's where the enemy gets you. When you first start your walk, when you walking with God, the enemy ain't going to like that because they see that you are, you have a purpose. You have a purpose that is the that is destroying their purpose. It's destroying uh, their territory. You start to walk on their territory, and now it's yours. Now it's now you using it for the kingdom. Like what they used you for in the past. Like um, uh, I need an example. I'm trying to find an example. Okay, so so um, a lot of people. Well, some people in the world may have favor. A lot of people gravitate towards them. You know, they just they just got this this magnetic pull. So when somebody see them, they follow them. But if they got that magnetic pull, 
and they're using it in the wrong way. So they going out partying, they chasing every girl, they stealing, they fighting, they shooting people. If they got that magnetic pull, the people who are being pulled to them will do the same things that they are doing. But when you come over to the kingdom of light, when you give your life back to the one who gave it to you, the enemy don't like that. They're going to attack you. They're going to try to feed you lies to break down your confidence. So somebody who is living like that and come into this, then they come into this life of light. You know, they're going to try to attack your mind. They're going to try to say, you know, you know what you did back then. You know who you hurt. You know what happened in the past. You know what they did to you. You know that you're not strong. You're weak. You can't do nothing. You know, they, they trying to feed you all these lies. But the truth is right here in his word. And the more you feed on the word of God, the stronger you are. Because just like we eat three meals a day to strengthen our body, to go out and do what we got to do in the world. We need the word of God to strengthen our spirit, to be steadfast, to be strong, to, to, to not be able to be shaken. I don't, I don't know why, but a story just came into my mind. I remember when I was trying to get right with God. It was 2020. The pandemic was happening. happening. Everything was just going crazy. And, you know, I would, I would read a verse of the day every morning. That's all I was really doing. And I was trying to stop listening to secular music. I was trying to stop listening to bad music. And this particular day, it was this crazy man that was always there. He had a house right there on my post. I was, um, I used to work security. And he came up to me. He just talking about all this stuff. He was talking about God. And he was like, you know, all these white people, they devils, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, huh? I was like, you know, God made all of us, right? And he was just, just, you know, fussing with me and all this stuff. And I didn't know, I didn't really know who God was at this time. I was not submitted at all. Like, I was living worldly like crazy. And he was just attacking me, you know, just telling me all this stuff. Like, and he said, I know you're shaking up in your spirit because because it's the truth. Da, 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 da. He like, then he, he told me he rebuked me and all this stuff. And I just went home feeling kind of down, like. I was being attacked before I even really knew who God was. The enemy, they're going to try to attack you before you even fully know who you are, before you even fully know who God is. So this is why it's important to get into the knowledge of who you are now. And I'm going to keep saying that you are a son, you are a daughter, you are a king, you are more than an overcomer. You are greatly loved. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. The thoughts that God has toward you, the the they, they, they outnumber the grains of sand on the earth. Like and it all the thoughts are thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, thoughts of joy, thoughts of hope, thoughts of freedom, thoughts of overcoming the situation that you are in. But we gotta want that for ourselves. You may think that you are a basketball player. Um, you may think that you are a model. You may think that you are a business owner. You may think that's what defines you, but that's not what defines you. God defines you. God has the final say about you. He preordained, he predestined what you were going to be. You know, 
even if you aren't walking in his will, that's what he created you to be. So when we aren't walking in his will, we literally were walking nowhere near our full potential. God is calling you to do something special and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it because it was God who called you to do it. It was your purpose. It, It's what he, he said, yeah, she's going to be great at this. She's going to do so well at this. He's going to be perfect for this and he's going to do it so well. But we gotta we gotta know that and we gotta be confident in it. We gotta be confident in who God is, we gotta be confident in his love. Because when we're confident in his love, we know that he will never let us go. His word says he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so many times I didn't set in my mind and I'm like, God, don't leave me. But he was sitting right there in my face. He was sitting right there. The Holy Spirit lives within us. He was sitting right there, just waiting for me to stop rejecting him or waiting for me to just call him like to just open up to him and a prayer prayer that you can i'm talking about like you really can just ask, sit there and ask god and say god show me who i am show me who you made me to be help me to walk in purpose you know i don't want to chase money so i can Live from paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to chase money so I can continue to, you know, just spend it all on money. Spend it all on pleasure, basically. Because, you know, if we just chase money, what what is it going to do for us? You know, it, it, it's, going, it's going to be there for our family after we go, but we can't take it with us. It's not going to do anything for us besides... You know, give us temporary happiness, and then it's going. It's going like after a while, it's going to stop giving you happiness because it can't give you the happiness and the joy that God gives. And that's why, you know, basing your identity on what people say about you leaves you joyless, because the people with the people who <clears throat> the people who persecuted Jesus, the people who was, you know, who was yelling for him to be crucified was the same people who was like, yo, this man healing people, like, he, he gotta be somebody special. They the same people who was chasing him so they can make him king. But then in the end, they turned on him. So when you, when you trusting in all of the, um, when you trusting in all of the, the compliments you get from people, when you trusting in all of the high fives and the praise that people give you. If you trusting in that to build you up, then when they turn on you, it's going to tear you down because that's all that ever fueled you. That was your fuel. So when your fuel turns on you, you're just going to you're just going to, you know, crash and burn. So I really want you to take away from this is that your identity is in God and it's solidified in God. It's not just, it's not, you know, tossing and turning. It's solidified. What he told you you were, 
that's what you are. And there's no change in it. He, he made it that way before the world was made. So you can be confident that you are who he says you are. Whatever he said you are, that's who you are. And you don't have to answer to anybody about it. You don't have to answer to anybody about it. You just got to ask God and he going to tell you. One more analogy just came to my mind. And I, and I just got to say it. I got to say it. My bad. So, when you play basketball, I'm sorry for the people who don't like sports, but when you play basketball, you have a position to play. You have a role to fulfill. And for me personally, the best time I ever had with basketball was when I accepted the role that was given to me. And all I cared about was that role. All I cared about, cared about was doing my role the best way I possibly could. So, I wasn't a point guard trying to be a center. I wasn't a point guard doing a center's job because if I'm a point guard trying to get the results of any other position on the floor, then I'm going to leave the game feeling unfulfilled because I didn't do my job. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But I, I, I don't have the capacity to do anybody else's job because my role is just as important as any other role. My role is my role for a reason. And the best time with basketball I ever had, the most joy I got out of it, is when I just went out there and I didn't care if somebody said, you played good today. Or I didn't care if somebody said, you know, you suck. I, di I didn't care. I, I rated my game on if I completed the assignment that was given to me that day, whether it was stop this player from scoring 15 or I need you to have 10 assists today. Whatever my assignment was, I wanted to fulfill my assignment the best I could. And if I didn't do it, you know, I would be upset. But if I did do it, it didn't matter who like it don't it didn't matter what anybody else said because I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. And I worked hard. I tried my best. When God gives you an assignment and you try your best, He's going to fill all of the rest of the blanks. He's gonna do everything else. So that's why your identity is so important because when you're when you're sure of yourself when you're sure and confident and not worried about what anybody else thinks everything else is easy there is no worry because you can trust in God you can trust that God is who he said he is and when you trust that God is who he said he is then you trust that you're safe you trust that nothing done unto the Lord is in vain, like he said. I'm telling you. I thank y'all for tuning in. And I just ask that y'all follow and subscribe. And I just really, really pray that this message, it sinks into your heart. And it, it drives you to just ask God, who am I? 
Who was I made to be? What do you want me to do for the kingdom of God? To truly want, you know, want a, a chance to be secure in who you are and what God made you to be. So I'm going to pray real quick. So I just ask you all bow your heads, close your eyes. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I pray that this message seeks deep within someone's heart. I pray that this is a seed, and I thank you that it will be watered and that you ultimately will grow it. Father God, I thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your strength, for your might, Lord God. We thank you for your love, and we thank you for your strength that is made perfect in our weakness, Lord. As we walk throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout the rest of this year, Father God, we pray that you continually speak to us and guide us to your light, Father God. Taking us step by step, Father God. Help us to trust in you more and to love you more. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.